It's four o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. This week, starring special guest star Mr. Craig Pilo. Woohoo! Thank you, fake band. Thank you, fake audience. All right. Welcome to the big show, Craig. Nice to be here. (laughs) Good to see you. So. Um, as promised, Craig is one of our, I gotta remember the cameras over there, not mounted on my laptop. Craig is, uh, how can I say this? He's relatively new as a Taxi A&R team member. He's been here for like six months, maybe something like that. Actually, I think next month will be a year. Really? October will be a year. Time flies so quickly when you hang out with cool people. (laughs) Anyway, he, he has really become like an all-star here. Um, and he's, first of all, he's a drummer, but. That's okay. We still like him. No. He, he's been a drummer for a very long time, plays very high-level gigs all the time. Um, and and uh, probably most recent uh, long-running gig was playing with Frankie Valley for, mm-hmm. for years, right? Yeah, 13 years. 13 years. Wow. And plays on great records and stuff. But the interesting thing about him and the reason we hired him, not because he plays drums with Frankie Valley, although that's kind of cool, it's because he's got a vast amount of production music library experience. So he works almost entirely on production music library-based listings and does a great job at it. Never had him on the show, so glad to have you here. Nice man. to be here. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do today, first of all, oh, let me say hello to the folks in the studio audience. <laughs> Am Cool, Bride of Rock and Roll, Henry Van, Marion Laird, Lamar Franklin, Jay Williams, Gloria Covington, John Griffin, Bridget Nicolini, Ann House, Ann House again, she's on there twice. Linda Cullum, Fentamalonis, uh, Thomas... Good Lunas? Good Lunas. <laughs> Bless you. Um <laughs> Alan W. Gilbert, Quattro Studios, Peter Rahill. Anyway, hello all. Glad you could join us today. So today, because we have this gentleman has so much talent at at doing um, instrumental stuff for music libraries, that's what we're going to do. We've got a bunch of music library cues, and we're going to listen to them. Oh, I should give you, I gave you some blank paper. Uh, Let me give you a decent pen. Perfect. Um, that water over there is yours. Oh, thank Every you. one of our guests gets a free Beautiful. bottle of water. Beautiful. <laughs> That's our, our version of Union Scale. All right. And um, so we are going to listen to some cues, and Craig is going to give feedback. Bria is already telling me, hold up the signs. Okay, Mom. Subscribe. Subscribe. By the way, I've got a new camera and new lights because I got sick of looking... Uh, like I had high blood pressure, so <laughs> let me know how things look for you guys. Uh, we're still working on refining all the settings. Oh yeah, this one means click that little alert bell in the upper right-hand corner of your screen so that you get alerts when we're going live. Like us, give us the blue thumb, baby. And if your grandma's still alive, oh, we're that's kind of washed share. out. Okay, yeah, share. That's, that's weird. Anyway, yes, yeah, Sonny and Cher. <laughs> okay, so we are going to listen uh, to these things, and Craig's going to give some feedback. I may jump in every now and then. also want to remind you the Taxi Road Rally is coming up November 7th through the 10th here in Los Angeles. Three and a half days of, I think, 16 panels in the Grand Ballroom, wow. anything from... Uh, um, by the way, I've got your name on a panel. You just don't know it yet. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> How about that? That sounds like fun. Um, 
16 panels ranging from listening panels where we kind of do this on a bigger scale in the grand ballroom um, to music supervisors doing uh, giving feedback and us pitching them on a panel to oh, just all kinds of stuff. Uh, go to taxi.com slash rally and you can see last year's schedule. We're probably two weeks away from putting this year's schedule up. Still refining a few little things and locking in some people. But I got to tell you, it's coming out great this year. Um, what else can I tell you? Oh, I can tell you that the hotel is selling out rather quickly, so you'd be really smart to register for the rally, and then you'll find a link to the hotel on the rally registration page so that you can get your room before it's sold out. Um, we are already at, like, I don't know, somewhere around, if I had to guess, 60% sold out on the rally itself. And I haven't even sent out an email yet promoting it. So when I do, it's going to go kaboom. And if you don't jump on it beforehand, you guys are like in the inner circle. So I want you to get the good seats and the good rooms. So uh, without any further ado, let's have a listen. Bria, play the first cut, which is called Down the Sewer. <laughs> I love it. goes wild they loved it how'd you feel craig i loved it um the first question i have is what would that have been submitted for like what would the listing have said for a submission like that i would guess it's a form of tension i wrote okay. i actually wrote the word tension down i thought i did I, yeah. yeah i did i wrote the word tension down uh it, it it's kind of a mysterious tension cue um so think of an episode of something like Homeland and they're down in the basement of some industrial okay. building and one person's looking for another. Am I, I, mean, I that think sounds you're, great. Prob you're one more the, expert than I am. Well, <laughs> one of the first things that always strikes me when we get these submissions is uh, read the listing, 
mm-hmm. what they want specifically and listen to the examples. Like that's like that seems to be a universal thing that all of us can do better when we get a request for something. I'm assuming that most of your members cater the music towards that specific request. They they, they create it on demand. Okay. Well, so Yes and no. Um, probably 20% of the people don't, and it's often trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Exactly. So the first thing is, if that was a like a dramatic instrumental tension request for a certain scene, and it would say approximately two minutes, and they gave us a few examples that sounded like that, that would have been a pretty good submission by by all of my standards anyways. I think the sounds were good. I think the production was good. It looks like it was about 152, so a little bit short on duration, but definitely nothing that would have held it back. Um, That probably would have gotten forward. There are a few things that, again, if it was me producing it, that I would have done differently. Um, It was a little slow to get started at the beginning. I would have brought those additional layers that did come in eventually. I would have brought those in sooner and made it even bigger towards the end. If an editor were auditioning that, they wouldn't have made it to that other stuff. That's right. At best, they might have skipped forward. They looked at the waveform and skipped forward. That's exactly right, because there was too much of that bump, 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 but that happened way too we, many times. We were all waiting for the shark. Yeah, <laughs> I kept waiting for something to, and it just, it, and again, it's a good idea. It was a good, it was a good, it was a well-written cue. It was a well-written thing, but it was, it, it came across as very um, repetitious. And it, you know, even at two minutes, I think that could have gone somewhere else and used another section. Um, it also felt rather staccato through most of the thing. I would have woven some more string lines sooner. Mm-hmm. They got there eventually, and the ending also could have been a lot more dramatic. I think that that slight retard was a good idea. It was the right idea, but you can be, this person um, could be more bold with their ideas. I think their instincts were good, but I think they need to act on them instead of watering down your own cue so much. There were some good ideas right. there that needed to be brought to the service. A little bit on the safe side. Yeah, the ending in particular was was anticlimactic because the cue actually did have, exactly. although it took a while to get going, it had a good sense of forward movement and felt like something was going to happen. Yeah, and the end. production sounded okay. I mean, yeah. that, that the, everything sounded good. So I, I think be, with that particular cue, less repetition, be more bold, get to your different sections sooner to keep us interested. And, and the ending, really, it's going to be the last thing that we hear. So we're going to walk away remembering that ending. If your ending is very anticlimactic and not dramatic, we're going to go, eh, and go on and see what's next. And an editor might pass on it because of the ending. Right. Because Definitely. they can't use it to end a scene where That's right. a door closes or they open a door and see a body in the basement. You know. Whatever. And that's another thing I say, too, on a lot of my critiques. There's no doubt that parts of that could have worked. But... What we try to do is make less work for the editors, not more. Make sure that your cue works from the start to the finish. Even with edit points in the middle are good, but it, we're not screening for 10 seconds that we can use or 10 seconds that it, it's not like we get to circle it and hand that to an editor. Hey, use uh, right. use 130 to 140. That part's good. We can't do that. That may be all they use, but they don't right. want us to send them just Yeah, it's got to work for the whole two minutes. Yep. So, Great feedback. All right, moving on. Let's listen to the next one, which is called Clarinet Dance.
sounds like both of my weddings. <laughs> I love ethnic music uh, in all shapes and sizes from all square, you know, all, all four corners of the earth. I, I and uh, I actually was the music supervisor on a on a mu- movie, an independent movie that had a lot of klezmer music. So not only am I familiar with this style, but I've created a lot of this yeah, you music. You should have called stuff. me. I could have come over. And you could have critiqued it. Well, I could have come over and made a kosher or something. I should, <laughs> I should have had you screen it. Is what I should have done. That should have been a taxi listing right there. There you go. Uh, I think this was this one again, uh, totally on the right track. Uh, the melody lick out of the first of all, there was no intro. So give me like something before you just hit me with the melody, especially if you're going to repeat the melody that many times. Sometimes in listings we'll say little to no intro, but if which we, is good advice, but there should be something a couple bars yeah uh, uh, you know almost exactly. like a hor- almost like the intro to a horror right. um a drum turnaround anything that bangs it in yeah this one this would be a cue that i would say probably needs quite a bit of revision before it could be useful um again in concept and the ideas are all really good and i write that in my cues too all good ideas here mm-hmm. but it needs a better arrangement there was there was zero intro you kind of hit with a bang and the only problem with doing that is you leave yourself nowhere to go, and there's no developmental arc to that cue at all. It starts here and stays here. It looks like a brick on the on the <laughs> waveform, and and you want to see a little bit of dynamic and developmental contour. And then after repeating the melody, which I wrote down, the melody repeats way too many times. It needs to go to another section. It also seems like it needs some chord changes. It's like you're vamping over one chord. So you gotta like even with the hora and stuff, you gotta right. you gotta take it through some changes. And there's 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 not a formula for klezmer music, but all of it sounds if you if you dug hard enough, you could find some sort of D minor progression that would work for something like this, as opposed to just staying on one quarter. I don't have perfect pitch, whatever that was. Um, I also noticed at the end that it went to a different pattern on what he's melodically on what he was doing. Well, but then he was doing these long, you know, like whole mm-hmm. note things that were he was bending the pitch, which you know is kind of standard for the instrument yeah, and the style. What you but, call it, stylistic, stylistically authentic. But it, but. It almost felt like that should have been in the middle of the cue as a B section yep. rather than all the way at the end. And I made a note about that too. The breakdown, that idea was a great idea, but it happened way too late in the tune. That should be, if it's a two, let me see. Yeah, it's a two minute cue. I would I would kind of eyeball that and make sure that's around the one minute mark so that you can build back up from there to the end. Um, again, I think the ending could have been bigger. And then I heard some faint idea claps in there, which I thought was a good idea. But again, if you're going to do it, do it. Like, bring those out a little bit. I couldn't tell if it was feet on a wood floor or what the intent was. But it was good. It was good. It was a good instinct. But again, either do it or don't do it. Don't make us, don't make us guess like, what was that hand? What was that? Like, bring it out. I I wrote down clicky things. Yeah, I wrote down claps with a question mark. Okay, but more of that and bring it out. And again, I think, uh, you know, not to be selfish, but I think maybe some percussion could have worked. I like the accordion, and it was very percussively played along with the clarinet. I think those were both good, but it, it could have used some percussion, maybe not all the way through, but to help it along. And I think, again, the ending could be more dramatic, too. It was very, like I said, it started out with the melody, and it ended at the same... Right, you know the same dynamic. If listening to Klezmer, yeah. the traditional Jewish wedding, it would end with a bang. Exactly, they'd probably drop the bride and groom off of their chairs onto the floor, and there'd be a lawsuit. <laughs> but you know, yeah. Um, somebody asked in the chat while we were listening to that one, "How long is too long for an intro?" You know what? There is no prescriptive number for that. Um, it really requires a sense of feel. Put yourself in the shoes of an end user, like a video editor looking to slug music into a show, um, and you're auditioning stuff. And you're sitting in the chair, and you've got 
300 tracks to audition for a particular 12 second space that you've got to fill in the show. So are you going to want to sit there and listen from top to bottom on these things, especially when it's got like a 30 second intro? No. So you want a short intro, but go with feel, not a number. In other words, I don't want to say all intros should be eight seconds. All intros should be 12 seconds. They should be long enough to say it's an intro if you've got one but not so long that you go, when's something else going to happen? And if you can't feel that, then just keep working at it until you can because it's right. important. And, and I think at a slower tempo, you're going to need a shorter you know, a shorter intro, one, maybe two Good. bars. If, if it's a slow tune, if it's a quicker tune, you can get away with two or four. But I happen to agree with something you said earlier, which is shorter intros are better. Right. You don't need a 15 or 30 second intro. That's too much. I think like, you know, at slower tempos, one or two bars are good. At quicker tempos, two to four bars of music maximum um, for just what you said. Like, let's get to it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Moving on. Uh, we're doing really well. Um, next one's called Looking for Clues, which, by the way, is a great title. If the music matches how I think it's going to match, that's what editors love because when they see it on a list, they go, aha. I need that, looking for cues, or looking for clues. Um, it gives a mental image of what the music is gonna sound like and will cause them to audition it uh, versus, you know, melody song or Bob's cue or, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something really generic, but that's a great title. So let's have a listen to Looking for Clues. What say you? I gotta put that down more quietly. Scary <laughs> bangs on the yeah. microphone. <laughs> uh, again, I think that the title was great. Uh, looking for clues, and the idea was good too. Um, with a, for writing for something like this, I think what a lot of people should do is a. I happen to like those crime shows and stuff. Like I can be kind of a crime show junkie for that, and I do pay attention to the background music. Um, that cue, uh, again, I, I think this one needs some revision. Um, for one, I, the first thing I noticed out of the gate was wherever you draw your sounds from on that, I would I would consider some sort of upgrade in the sound bank department. 
I don't think they were bad. I think they were just dated and there's the cost of those sounds has come down significantly even in the last five years. And a sound upgrade is something that shouldn't be put off, especially if this is something you want to do to generate extra income or you want to do it for a living. Invest in yourself a little bit. Arm yourself with the proper tools that you need yeah. to get better placements. And one of them is using better sounds. I mean, nobody's playing. Really, they've gotten ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Several of the members have started sending emails to um, like companies that monitor looking for sales. Um, and, and, Great. And, and some of the sales that I'm seeing online. Great, send it to the staff because I can always okay. use an upgrade too. I mean, seriously, yeah. I, I saw something. It was like a $1,000 package that you could pick up on sale a couple of weeks ago for $179. Right. Like, I don't know what complete goes for now or contact or any of those are, are like the Vienna strings. or I don't, I don't even know what the the latest thing is because even my sounds at home are pretty outdated, but they're better than what we just listened to. And, I, and mine's outdated as well. I don't, I don't think I have the current version of everything. But, um, so yeah, upgrade well, the sound bank. When you're at the road rally this year, right. um, the guys from uh, Vienna will be at the rally. Great. Uh, they were there last year. Great guys. Great. And uh, they do a rally special every year. So, oh, man. Yeah. I got to get my name on that yeah. on that list. Uh, so it better sounds, and that's true for a lot of what I hear too. That's, that's a pretty universal thing. Be objective when you submit these cues. A, be it with the examples. Uh, that are in the listing. Does this sound comparable? Is the audio, are these sounds comparable? Are they qual um, With this cue in general, I think this needs more of a central theme. I think um, even though it's somewhat of a dramatic underscore or a, a, a kind of a crime show-esque kind of thing, you still have to tell, you still have to have a theme or a melody, even if it's slight. And this it's, was almost more like sound design. Yeah, and and again, there's nothing wrong with sound design, but most of what I've what's come across my cue to screen is actual music, and mm -hmm. it doesn't say we want sound design. We want a cue with a developmental and dynamic arc and a theme and an intro and an outro. It still needs all those things. Now, for something like this, it, it needs to be more subtle. You don't have to have a, a real noty melody. It can be a few things, but it should still state that. Um, you know, state the purpose of what you're trying to do. I think that pad and that drone that was underneath, that could have been a little bit louder. That'll help you tie things together. Um, and again, a better ending. Um, I hope, will there be any classes on how to write an ending at the road rally? Because I know I, it, that's another pretty consistent thing that I hear. And I think people, they feel good about their cue. And then they're like, oh, we did two minutes. Let's just cut it off and I'll, maybe I can get another one done. It feels like they don't spend enough time. Um, Could you actually do 90 minutes on how to do endings? Because the classes are 90 minutes. I mean, it, it I, seems I like could. that's one of several topics, not a topic, but it. Excuse I could, me. but I don't know if I'm the right guy to do that because I wasn't really a, a composition major. I can do it. Right. But. Um, and, but I understand. I mean, I obviously. I mean, I have a degree in music, so I mean, I always, I understand the a good coda, how it's written, Can and you all do the me a favor. Because um, I think I, I think I've got you on one of the lists. I think I've got you on an instrumental listening panel in okay. the ballroom. Um, can you put together a, like a forty-five second to a minute long thing of just some endings? Oh, absolutely. That I could do. And, and yeah, and burn that on a CD and then just give it to me. Right oh, absolutely. The thing. And, I, and at some point, we'll bring this up and play a bunch of good endings. Good endings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, and it just seems to be. Like I, I've I've seen cues in my uh, or music in my queue that could have been forwarded until I hear like the last five seconds of it and then it just stops or it cuts off and and 
and I can see you guys sitting in front of your dog going, wow, I wrote a great cue. This is really good. Cool. On to the, and it's like, well, wait, finish it. Like, right. give me a, give me a good ending so that, um, so that we can, we can, we can get this to somebody who can use it. But when it stops too abruptly or like that one, it's not that it was bad. It just could have been better. And if you A, B it with the examples or what's being used in TV, that isn't it. And again, there's no doubt parts of that might have been able to work. Mm-hmm. But we want to shoot for having a good solid cue from beginning to end. And, uh, you know, um, that one I think could have used some revision to get a little bit closer to that. We had a cue, I believe it was on last week's episode. The whole cue was really kind of cool. And then the ending, they hit a note on a synth and let it sustain with a very slow. So they tried to give it um, like a, a stinger ending, but it was like, bang. <laughs> making it completely unusable for what an editor would do. Yeah. But you know, the rest of the was great. A lot of the libraries, um, and I don't know specifically about the ones that you guys submit to, but a lot of libraries, if you go to their websites, they'll have uh, a box or a playlist of recent placements. Right. In other words, things that have gone into shows like this month, not from a listing last year or six months ago, like this week or this quarter as, as you know. And if you listen to that and you dissect how they're ending tunes, you can incorporate those elements without actually stealing or plagiarizing. You can't copyright a 36251 or a 251 or a 451 or a 51 or a 41 ending. You, can, you can't copyright chord changes. Right. So what you can do is steal and incorporate the idea. <laughs> he didn't with, say steal. Without, he meant be inspired by incorporate you take the idea and you incorporate it into your own cue uh, rather than just you don't you don't steal anything but but incorporate those um music qualities those cadences those codas the way they the way they wrap up the steal tune. steal what was probably st- the way you're listening to was probably stolen so yeah steal and incorporate you know like so if you incorporate it you're not just stealing but yeah there, there's proper ways to wrap things up that you can do harmonically quarterly rhythmically um, the other thing I hear a lot is people trying to end a tune with an effect, uh, a reverse symbol or something. And it, again, it's not a bad idea, but don't just use the effect. The effect needs to be used to accentuate a properly well-written ending, a cadence, some, some strings, some horns, some synths. Sometimes I think people do things like that because they're imagining a scene in their mind when they write it. And what they don't realize is they're looking for kind of a universality in the application of their cue versus what would I do if I were scoring a scene like this? And while that's a good approach, I I really give them credit for at least thinking in terms of how would this play and lay in a scene. Um, Scoring an ending like that, like, you know, throwing in a or a backward symbol or something um, would work if you were in fact scoring the film, but not if you're trying to get a music library excited about putting your thing in their catalog because a bunch of people could use it. So. That's yeah. the thing to keep in mind. And is, just the effect by itself. Like it's not, you shouldn't use yeah. an effect in place of a real ending. You can use it to accentuate an ending or to in, to enhance something that's already there, but not in lieu of a well-written ending, I guess was my point. Somebody wants turn me on to the, uh, a description of an ending of a cue should be an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. And so just keep that in mind. Exclamation point, and you're done. If it's not an exclamation point, it's a period, probably not that good. Definitely don't use a comma. <laughs> All right, uh, next one up is called clappiness.
that one sounded pretty good to me. I, I, I don't think there would have been a whole lot that I would have written down about that. That person uh, has a good handle on it. And I saw in some of the comments I was laughing. It says, it makes me want to buy a Subaru. Right. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Which is perfect because, like, right away, the music uh, – created uh, an advertising vibe in your mind. It makes you want to yep. buy some sort of product. It doesn't matter what it is. I think that one was pretty pretty well written. If I was to split hairs, um, first of all, I think that one would have been a forward pretty much no matter what I was screening. So I, I wouldn't have had to... I wouldn't have had to split hairs on that. I would have clicked forward and said, nice job, good luck, and off it goes. Right. Uh, but um, if if it was my library and I was the music supervisor, I probably would have wanted another layer at some point and a little bit more... Um, it could have used some more comping uh, harmonically, uh, either from the guitar or um, I noticed there was like some kind of synths in the background. But the mix was good. The production was good. I Again, that's splitting hairs. Uh, if I was the music supervisor for a Subaru commercial, I would have probably sent it back and said, hey, can you bring out some more of the comping underneath to give the melody a little bit more support? Um, and I, like I said, I think that one was pretty good all the way through. I great, I didn't great have a, example of emotionally uplifting. Yes. Um, we see yeah. that a lot, especially in cues that are in, in uh, requests that are going to go to advertising situations. Um, yeah, it, that was feel good. Glad to be alive today. I'm going to go out and have a great friggin' day. Yeah. And that's going to be my soundtrack. And the, the hand claps sounded uh, live to me. They didn't sound like the, the cheesy ones that I hear sometimes from a <laughs> keyboard. Out yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, they aren't triggered. It sounds like people yeah. got around a microphone and played their own hand claps. And I, I would like to see more of that uh, in general, especially easy overdubs, shakers, cowboy. I screened a bunch of Latin music today and. One of the things I wrote was some of the loops that they used was were very, very good, but they could have really given it a live sound by sequencing like a shaker or a cowbell or, in this case, overdubbing the hand claps live. Yeah. It, it separates yourself from the pack and it, it separates yourself from everybody else who downloaded the same loop package from wherever um, and it could conceivably come up with the exact same music because all they're using is loops. This way, it's got a certain personal aspect to it. It's got a live feel, which I'm always partial to because it gives it an identity. When we say make it a little different, we don't mean make it so friggin' outside different that people go, whoa, what was that? Make it just different enough that you notice something like organic hand claps. Right, exactly. That can be the difference. I mean, that sounded good to me. If they were programmed, then then that's a good program, and, and, right. and I couldn't tell the difference, so that's, that's it fine. It could be a combo. Uh, yeah, but I think that, that person did a, a nice job. Hand. That was a really good cue, so whoever that was, hats off. Uh, okay, next one up has a title that I would recommend changing. Uh, it is yeah. 332. Um, 3 colon that's not going to indicate anything to right. me. It's not going to tell me anything about what to expect. And I kind of no want the genre, no I kind of want the title to tell me a little bit about what's coming my way. But in this case, I'm afraid it's going to be three minutes and 32 seconds there, long. There you go. Let's find out. Bria, can you play that funky music? <laughs> Is it three minutes and 32 seconds now? <laughs>
long list. Yeah. <laughs> the show. Yeah. Craig, we got a lot to get yeah, through. Yeah, let's, let's oh, okay. get moving. Yeah. Uh, what you got? I, I would I would say this one needs a stronger groove out of the bass, something to connect the dots a little bit. The 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 broken drum groove is okay. This one needed more thematic uh, and melodic content. Um, I think it was a very percussive bass track, and those are good, but you still have to have some theme and melody on the top of that. And I didn't hear a whole lot in the way of sections. Uh, even if you stick with the central theme, which is good for this, um, I, I think this needed more focus overall. Uh, it's I'm kind not, of like a rock. Album. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was very off in a few different directions, and and borderline on soundscape in a few spots, which again isn't bad, but. Depending on the listing, this would have been one I would have recommended some revisions on. And oh, you got a sponsor? Yeah, Rockstar. I for, almost forgot this there week's sponsor is Rockstar. Excellent. So yeah, more focus on that one. Uh, a stronger drum groove to connect the dots a little bit, and um, less cuteness in the in the sound effects and stuff like that. A more focused groove uh, around a singular theme tends to work pretty well for that type of submission. And please, please, please change the title. When I started listening to it, I went yeah. Okay, so the title didn't give away what kind of mood, what kind of cue, what kind of application this is, nothing. And then when I started listening to it, I'm going, what kind of scene would I use this in? And I couldn't think of one. And the only thing I could think of was if you had scored this to a picture, a particular thing, then maybe it could work. But on its cues have to stand on their own. So when somebody auditions it, they go, oh, this would be great for that. I don't know what that one would have been great for. Didn't suck. But it no, it wasn't somehow. bad. It just it kind of lacked it lacked focus and it lacked like an identity. What box we can put that in? And here's one. The next one is called Give Chase. What could that be for? Let's find out. going what's the point that alone would prevent that from getting forwarded that alone that ending alone would prevent that from ever getting used yeah because they would have to again anytime you create work for an editor to do 
they're just going to pass on it. Where the idea here is to just give them something they can pop into a show without any tweaking, and that they would have had to go into the audio file, fade the ending manually, and and it wouldn't sound as good. As it an wouldn't Apple sound as good. Yeah. And and again, you're creating work for those guys to do, which is the opposite of what we want to do. Yep. Um, what else? I made a few notes on that. Okay. Uh, I, I, the intro sounded kind of long to me when that moving drum loop kind of thing came in. It didn't seem to fit the rest of the tune. Uh, for a chase cue or a dramatic action sequence or something, one of the things that I know people like is uh, basically your, your whole tune needs to be a crescendo. It needs to start simple, and by the end it needs to be like, you know, you're like, oh, God, something's going to happen. Are they going to get caught? Are well, they, are depending they gonna... on the type of cue. Obviously not for a feel-good acoustic guitar cue. Right. But, chase one, yeah. but it sounds like that was aiming for some sort of dramatic uh, thing. I want to make sure I get this yeah. right. But a, a crescendo, if you draw a picture of it, I don't know if they can – is that the right, yeah. the right way? It should uh, go from left to right. Maybe it's that. Right, there you go. I don't know. Uh <laughs> But see, this is what I love do, about this doing is great. live TV. From right, we never know what's going to come out. Right? Well, and we also don't have graphics. Until yeah, you can tell. Real high tech here. Right. Uh, so yeah, a crescendo. If you if you if for a cue like this, you want the whole thing to build from start to finish, and yeah. th that had some some cool ideas for some sections. But if you are in fact scoring some sort of imaginary chase scene, I would watch a chase scene in you know one of the detective shows in the last 50 minutes or whatever where they're and mm -hmm. and kind of like again incorporate some of those elements if you pay attention it's probably 45 seconds of pure build you know yeah. uh, there weren't sections that go from like a disco thing to something else and uh, some of those sections in there weren't as cohesive as they could have been um so again i i would i would rethink the design of that cue from start to finish and especially that ending like you were saying i love the bass sound in that cue. yeah no there was some okay sounds sound really yeah good. yeah yeah um just it has nothing to do with the show really but there's a, a show that i was recently turned on to on netflix called mind hunter it's about the it's the real story of the startup of the behavior behavioral sciences unit at the fbi uh, excellent, excellent show. First episode or two, you know, but stick with it. I binged two seasons of it over the last week. And, um, the, so it's like Criminal Minds, but the real story. Right. right. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they talk to Charles Manson in the show and, and other um, big-time serial killers. And um, i got to drive by his house later. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Right? Don't, don't I have to drive by his house? I, I think they're I don't. not. I think no, that it's not on the oh, way. No. Oh, okay. he's thinking of Spawn Canyon. Yeah, that's on uh, Alpha Rocky Peak. Right. Oh, okay. All right. Um, anyway, uh, one of the things that makes the show great is they had a lot of period music in it. And some of the songs, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking their budget for music on the show must be insane. Then I went, oh, you know what? These are probably re-records. These yeah. are probably clones of the original masters, but really, really excellent clones. So the show, just for the music alone, is worth what, watching. What is it? 70s music? Or what is it? Uh, yeah, 70s. Oh, there you go. 70s. Now it should be moving into the 80s because they've gone a few years. But um, And lots of music in the show. So definitely worth watching. That's up my alley. I'd check that out. What's the name of it again? Uh, Mind Hunter. Mind Hunter. Yep. Okay. Okay, next one is called Break of Dawn. Thank you. 
Tell you, Doc. Again, I thought that one started out really well. I liked the strings at the beginning. Uh, the synths sound on there in general could either be different synths or better choices of synths. They sounded real choppy to me in places. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if dated is the right word. Just they yeah, they could right they could have like been, that horn sounding. Yeah, thing. I don't know what that. I I wasn't even quite sure that they were aiming for <laughs> horns there because right. I couldn't discern what was going on. But I again, agree. I you know. If you're going to try to recreate an orchestra, you have to make a decent attempt to get orchestra-type sounds. Because your competition has those, yeah, and that's what it the just, end users want. You can't do all these cues on one keyboard at one dynamic level. You'll just get buried. Put the DX7 away. Yes. it's you know I mean, unless we ask for like an 80s recreate, don't use that. Um, and again, I still think that needs, uh, you know, uh, it could have used some bass towards the end, and it needs more of a dynamic arc. Uh, once you hit a certain point in that cue, it stayed at the same level throughout, and it's just, it's got to have some contour to it. I like that. Whatever, or Save straight that. up, it's got, it's got to have some motion. <laughs> like, it just can't. One thing, it can, it can go up, down, or wave, or whatever, but it can't stay, like, at the same level through the whole cue. It's just not going to work. You just gave me... The best idea. Okay. We're redoing the back end of taxi.com for the screeners. Um, to You'll like it. Uh, you guys. And, you you know, you guys as members will like the new critiques. The screeners will like it for ease of use. Bria, can you please make a note? Emojis. Mm. On the screener keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some pictures that I can just send with them. That would be yeah, great. Some it, dynamic it, markings. Right. Yeah. I will have, you know, of course, we'll have happy faces and that sort of stuff, but I'll have our um, graphics guy create some emojis. Now see, I should have created that graphic and licensed it to you. There now you see, go. Uh, there's, uh, I should have thought about that before I came in here. I should have cre- come in with graphics ready to do a presentation, I'll, 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 and I'll license them to you for each time we critique I'll make something. sure that we have a note that says special thanks to Craig There you Pilo. go. There you go. No money. Lots of thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right. The next one is called Swingin' Retro Keys. Rasmataz. It's what's what song is that though? Is there a song called Rasmataz? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Putting on the Ritz. Yeah. probably okay with that.
Um, Polly's asking a question. The cues we're listening to tonight written for specific taxi briefs. We didn't ask for anything to be submitted for this episode that was written for particular briefs, although these could have been written for taxi listings and the people are sending them in for the show. So the answer is they could be. Um, what do you think? Uh, this was a pretty good cue. I, I'm not really a big fan of this electro jazz, synth jazz as a genre. That's I, I, not my wheelhouse but that was actually pretty well put together uh, again if you're going to write nearly two and a half minutes you still have to add more towards the end mm -hmm. again that that cue is following the same guilty pattern that a lot of these are <laughs> which is you 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 have somewhat of a nice intro like they have that a first part of a section and b section but then it just kind of stays there and again if you're going to write more than two minutes it's got to go somewhere right they can't stay in that same dynamic and range and there's there's ways to do it you can add some layers you can take some layers out you can do you can alter or uh stack the drum groove a little bit or, or beef up the rhythm section but it can't stay in the same place I thought that was actually a pretty good cue and I did screen some electro synth jazz not too long ago and that's probably one that would have gotten forwarded but again if you're going to write more than two minutes it's got to go somewhere the ending to me was it's like still all flat this, yep. right you, all of a yep. sudden instead of building yep. building building exclamation point it's building building and, and building, then it just ends and then it, yeah it's kind of yeah um like a romantic scene in a movie that yeah. that doesn't it doesn't finish. It, yeah. What's the word? It doesn't have the money shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot this YouTube. We can say whatever we want, right? Yeah, okay. and I'm trying okay. to keep it clean, but Good. you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Is that yeah. It's anticlimactic. Right. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden, oh, let's end it with just a piano. Right. Not everybody finished. Got right. it. Yeah. Thank you. Got <laughs> it. <laughs> all right. Uh, next one is called "Hit It, Baby, Rock It Out." I love that title. <laughs> I thought we were on. Oh, oh there, I Wait, did. did you miss one? Exploring. Oh, I did. I did. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. We're going back. Sorry, I missed one. Um, exploring Andalusia. Went there on a vacation once. Kidding. <laughs>
obviously some great guitar playing there. Uh, I don't think that was up for debate. Um, I, the intro sounded too long to me, and it sounded too long and too repetitive overall. It was the same thing over and over again. Obviously, a great cue, and again, portions of that could have worked. If that was a Spanish guitar request or anything like that, might have gotten forwarded, but... Uh, Again, it still got to a certain point, and then it felt somewhat copied and pasted to me. I mean, it mm -hmm. wasn't, but you see what I'm saying? Like, they kept playing the same section over and over again, even during the breakdown. Go to a different idea there. If you're going to break it down, which I think you should, play something different in the breakdown. Offer that up as a bridge, and then when you recap, build it from there to the end. The other thing I would say, too, is for something like this, it, nearly three minutes just sounded too long to me. It sounded like there wasn't enough music there for three minutes. It sounded like that cue should have been 90 seconds to two minutes tops right. with the content that was there. And it could have been well executed and forwarded, but at nearly three minutes, it just was like, okay, I heard that. Okay, he already played that. Okay, he played that again, and here we go again, and now I don't know what to do. So it, it's a, a, a famous taxi cue by one of our members named Matt Hurt, uh, who's in the you know top earning taxi member club, if you will, he's been doing this for a long time. Um, kind of a trend-setting guy in the queue world, and he got a cue in the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith with okay. uh, Brad and Angie. Okay, uh, and I believe it was used in the scene where they're trying to kill each other in their house, and. It's similar vibe to this, not quite. This has felt a little fast to me. It felt like it could have been 10% slower. Mm -hmm. um, it would make it more usable. That cue has made him so much money, not just from that movie, but in other placements. So this is a great type of cue to do. It's worth getting this 100% right because they are good earning cues if they're executed well. Yeah, and that's what you want. I mean, that's that's why you're doing this. You want to be rewarded for your time and your work. And I've, I've forwarded some things recently that I think are very worthy and I, I hope they generate income. I mean, that's why everybody's doing this, you know? I mean, it, it, it's fun. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Yeah. Because people that don't get forwarded get frustrated and they feel like, oh, the screeners are being ultra picky or they're out to get me or no, they get pleasure no. out of not forwarding me. And I've always said, the screeners revel in your success. Yeah. They love it when they hear something good. They delight in being able to forward something because all of them are musicians as well. Well, first of all, they're going to profit from it, which I think is great. You know, it's the whole point of this. Yeah. And second of all, I prefer forwarding stuff because then I don't have to explain why I didn't. <laughs> I, if I, if I so decline something, I have to sit there and go, oh, here's what's wrong with this. And I, in general, I don't really enjoy... A, I don't enjoy labeling people or music, and right. I don't really enjoy critiquing other people's work. I mean, I don't like it when people tell me something I did sounds terrible. Believe it happens all the time, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a grown-up, and I do this for a living, so now I'm just like, just tell me what to fix, and I'll have one of my guys do it. You right. know, it's easy. Um, but... <laughs> I would much rather say, hey, great job and pass this on than to sit there and have to break it down section by section and go, okay, your intro was too long, nice guitar work, but it needs to build more. The breakdown was good, but it needs a different idea there. And overall, it sounded like 50 seconds of repetition. If that could have been cut down to 90 seconds of two minutes, that could have been a forward. Now, I would much rather have that been done so I don't have to address it. But, you know, that's that's what we're here to try to do is so that maybe next time if that comes across your plate, you have some better ideas how to how to attack the situation and get more of your music forwarded. Absolutely. All right. Uh, moving on. That one was called Hit It, Baby. Rock It Out? No, that was no, Exploring or, or Andalusia. Whatever. I don't know yeah. why I keep getting hung up with this. Let's hear this Hit one it, baby. is called Hit It, Baby. Rock It Out. Oh, and there you are over there. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah. Uh, one one of the guys said, biting my tongue, and I just yeah. thought that was funny, because I know his personality a little. Uh, it's great when you get to know more of the members and stuff like that. I'm starting to. Uh, this is like, no it, it is literally a family. The people that show up for the show Good. every week have become a family. A little bit like the Charles Manson family. Yeah. family. <laughs> no, well, it's awesome. good, though. I hope that they, they get something from what, what you do for them, because when I first started submitting music to libraries, I didn't have this. I didn't have somebody telling me what to do right. I just they would just take my music and go no we're not using this ever and it sounds terrible and don't go do something stick with playing the drums don't don't write music because you're not that good <laughs> I, they would say things like that and I would just go okay and I would go to a different library and then after being through all of them I finally was able to hone the craft a little bit so uh, I keep meaning to tell you uh, Keith Carlock oh yeah he's a friend of mine really yeah oh. yeah actually we're doing a Keith, yeah, anyway, I don't want to say about uh, just, it. Just one of the great drummers. Of, yeah, uh, no. Man, I love his work. He was always good, though. I mean, even in college. I mean, he, which, you know, he was he was always that good. Wow. Yeah, he's a great player. And he's uh, playing with Steely Dan now, I think. Oh, I know. Still, yeah. yeah, I've seen him, yeah. I think, twice now with Steely Dan. Yeah, and he's great. Like, his work on the solo in Asia is mm -hmm. every bit as good as what Dan And there's some great live clips of him on YouTube and stuff, too. Yeah, no, I just... There was a time when I actually used to sub for him, not anymore. Really? But, well, we both went to school together. and Where? He played with North school? Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I actually spoke there once. Did you? Yeah. They invited me to come out, uh, I would say, like, 97 or 98 or something. Oh, it would have been oh, yeah, after I left. I was there 90 to 95. So. Did you know a band named 
Bob Goblin? Yeah, of course. You're kidding. I'm good friends with that drummer too. His name's Rob Offsherry, and he's yeah. great. Yeah, no, he's um, one of, he was another. They got one. a record deal because of Taxi. No kidding. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and Rob is another one of those. He's a great guy. He's oh, a sweetheart. And he's one of the best drummers I've ever heard in my life. I mean, he's ridiculous too. I haven't talked to those guys in years, but I, I did not know that they got that deal through you. And yeah. I knew they had a deal out here too. That's great. Yep. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, did we give feedback on that one? Already? No, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> you know, follow me. I digress. That one sounded really canned to me, and like uh, like a lot of loops were used, and or um, even if the person kind of came up with that, I don't know if the synths were quite cohesive with that. And regardless, that track needed some more comping, and whatever you need to add to it to make it sound more live or give it some sort of feel is what that one needed. Um, it needed. It also needed more layers and more more instruments than what was there. It mm -hmm. sounded like, you know, drums, synth, and that lead, that kind of dire straight sounding guitar, whatever that was. Um, it needed more than that going on. It, again, it wasn't bad. Uh, nothing we've listened to has been bad. I just think that you have to write more than four or eight usable bars for it to get forwarded. You can't have like 10 seconds of it be good. We need two minutes. And also, how long was that? All these sound kind of long to me. Again, if you're going to write more than two minutes, make sure you're. I think that one was like two and a half minutes. Oh, here I've got. We've got on the two and a half uh, minutes. Yeah, two thirty-one. Yeah, again, I I would trim these down closer to two minutes because when you run over two minutes, you run the risk of just being too repetitive. Unless you've got something mammoth to say or some sort of revolutionary idea that needs to be conveyed through this music, keep it to around two minutes. It's clear. It's concise. It keeps everybody's attention span. Um, this reminded me of something else, uh, another point. It also reminded me of the song Money for Nothing by, um, uh, you just mentioned Dire Straits, yeah. Straits. And sometimes, uh, okay, what's the band? Uh, there's a band. There are a few bands, actually, that people create a lot of work that sounds like other artists but doesn't rip them off in any way, shape, or form. Style alike. Yeah, um, and uh, what's the band? Uh, Long beards, sunglasses. Why can't I? Not? ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Yeah. You can never go wrong having a bunch of ZZ Top-ish cues, uh, and so I think sometimes it can work to your advantage having something that sounds kind of like Money for Nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, people, it's got a, a certain familiarity without sounding like it's ripping somebody off. That can be a good thing. This was a little too close when it I think first so came too. In. Yeah. Yeah, even that electro jazz one, I think, really hinted at getting too close to a popular melody. It probably would survive a lawsuit. But again, I don't think I don't think I don't think library surviving wants, a lawsuit. There is there are right, no but survivors. you see, I mean, like you probably win if you, they get their ethnomusicologist lawyer on you. You will probably win the fight. But the truth of the matter is, no library or production house wants to get that close or deal with it. Right. Because, like you said, nobody wins. And I've had experiences with libraries that I've worked with that have gotten sued, and it is the outcome is not good. No. So, uh, you know, again, don't get too close to those melodies, no matter how much of a fan of a band you are. You know? Sometimes it's, you know, you don't e you're not even aware of it. Um, I'm sure if I were a songwriter, everything would sound like the Beatles, the Eagles, Steely, Dan, you know, bands that I loved and grew up with. Yeah. And, uh, I, I get it, but you have to be careful. Maybe play your stuff for somebody else that can be an objective ear and go, you know, it's that's something I write in, the, in those custom critiques. I write that a lot too. Like, don't be afraid to get another engineer in the room, somebody who's better at it than you are. I do it all the time. I have some really famous engineer friends. 
I float them to Mix and go, hey, can you tell me what's wrong with this? And sometimes it doesn't even have to be like a famous person or, or somebody that calls himself a producer or an engineer. Just somebody who's really got a knack for songwriting or yeah. for engineering, whatever you need help with. I'm not afraid to ask, and I do this for a living. So I'm never afraid to get into a room with a producer and go, hey, help me with this. I don't like how it goes into the bridge. And and, and and they may not have the access to famous people that you do, but you can go on the taxi forum at forums, plural, forums.taxi.com and, and ask your fellow members, uh, you know, what do you think of the mix or what do you think of this cue? It, our members who are successful have several things in common. Number one is they watch the show. Number two, they go to the road rally. Number three, they heed the advice of people like Craig. Um, they also go to peer-to-peer -peer in the forum section and they put their stuff up there and go, what do you think? Uh, and, and know that not you're not gonna get feedback that's 100% right 100% of the time, but you'll get feedback that's like 95% right 95% of the time. That's really valuable. So, and just know that you've got a cheerleading section there, not a bunch of people waiting to, you know, like put a noose around your neck and make a public spectacle out of your music. So use that, it works. Um, okay, next one is called I Am Electric.
<laughs> the ending. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was brief. Oh, that's fine. Uh, yeah. The. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, something I see being discussed here too is uh, I made a comment saying that the you know the drum loops. Okay, for the record, we all know there's a difference between a drum loop and playing a sample. But if you play a sample and you quantize it and you copy and paste it, it's gonna somewhat sound the same. When I say a like drum, a yeah, it's gonna sound like a loop because that's what you created. So whether you played it live, quantized it and copied and pasted it, or you used a loop, um, sometimes the end result is the same to the listener. And yeah. I, I, I don't think people quite understand that like what you do with your DAW and how you get from point A to B doesn't really matter. What matters is the end result and how it sounds to the listener. So whether you use a loop or you play the drums in on the thing, sometimes the end result is the same. Mm -hmm. And when I say it sounds synthetic, it means that it's not played live. And believe me, I do that for a living so I can tell pretty easily what's being played and what's not. And if I can't, that's good. And sometimes, obviously, you know, for hip-hop and stuff like that, you want to program the drums. That's the what, sound they want. What brand of kit do you use to uh, say Yamaha? At the moment, I have Yamaha, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I have five cool. sets of Yamaha drums that I rotate between, and I, I have about eight different snare drums that I use on a Do you remember basis. Yogi Horton? I do not. He was Luther's drummer. Oh. And I ran a big studio in New York for five and a half years. Yeah, I was impressed with some of the projects that you've audio engineered as well, I remember. Well, this place was audio post mostly. I did some yeah. records there, but I, I got away from doing records so I could spend time with my family. But we had a music room and I would do big jingles and sometimes work with Steve Gadd and people of that ilk. Yeah. Uh, you know, on a fairly regular basis. So I needed a really good kit. So I called up Yogi Horton. He went with me and picked out a Yamaha kit as mm -hmm. our studio kit. Amazing drums. Yeah. I, I love them. I mean, I'd had like old Slingerland kits yeah. and, and a bunch of other stuff, but these Yamahas just sound so I mean, so all good. the top drum makers now really have good products out. I mean, there are, there's also these independent drum companies now, you know, SJC, um, the Craviatos. They're really getting into some of these boutique drum places, Noble and Cooley, <laughs> as well as all the big names, DW Pearl. They all make really great drums. Yamaha just seems to be able to do what I need it to do most of the time. They're From, consistent. They're very consistent. They're a little pricey, but... I have all the hardware, so I, it's easy for me to do things that are, that are interchangeable, yeah. Um, as far as that cue goes and the discussion here about what's programmed and what's not, I, I think a cue like this, the death of that one, would have been would have been the sounds that they used. Um, better sounds all the way around. That one was copied and pasted too much, and you have to address those sound banks if you want to be competitive in 2019 because... Like we said earlier, it's not that expensive to get good sounds. Right. So something like that where the sounds just aren't consistent with what I would call broadcast quality, that's going to get declined. Great advice. Yeah. Uh, next one's called Perfect Gift. funny how when it starts out with great fidelity, yeah. you instantly pay more attention. Yeah. That's good advice for a lot of them.
good for Hallmark Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, families heading out the door to go to the mall yep. for Christmas shopping. Exactly. Talking about me, Steven Seagal, the younger brother. It's <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> Where does that come from? I get Robert De Niro a lot, but that's never. It's the first time I've ever got Steven Seagal. <laughs> and there's my stinger. I think that one was great. I mean, you could tell, you know, uh, somebody with some uh, composing skills on that one. I like the way that the, um, you know, uh, the piano melody and the, the, the bass notes were used. I think I think that one was really well put together. Again, um, if you're going to go two and a half minutes, uh, you know, it, it, there was that one main section was repeated as is maybe one too many times. And if you're going to do it, maybe add some bells, like some Glock or something like that. Uh um, Somebody just said, I bet he's a better actor than Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> I love and, you guys. I well, really what's, what's funny is that I, I usually get like Robert De Niro or, or something like that or uh, um, any of those kind of Italian actors because I'm from Italian descent. I've never had anybody say I look like Steven Seagal before. Well, and you know, we Jewish folks look a lot like you Italian folks. I guess. they're pretty I, close. You know, I mean, who am I to, you know, who am I to go up against uh, whatever they're seeing on their screen? But our two cultures like food the same. Oh, um, oh yeah. I, I can prove that to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, no, that, I, that, again, that was probably borderline. I, I, I'm For obvious Christmas request, that might have gotten pushed through. Um, but again, that, just be careful. If you're going to write more than two minutes, make sure you have something to say. It's 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 really important to not copy and paste sections as is. Like if you're going to repetition is a great writing tool um, because it, it it helps your theme resonate with your listener. But add to it, put a Glock part on top of it, put layer something onto it, maybe some pizzicato strings. There's things you can do to separate one section from the next and to help, again, give it that dynamic build. This one also had a great title, which I just noticed. It's called Perfect Gift. Mm-hmm. So yeah. going along with my own perception of how I could imagine this in a scene on the Hallmark Channel, yeah. the family's heading out the door to go shopping. Yeah. Perfect gift, perfect title. All right, one more, and then craigo has got to go because he has a gig to play yeah. tonight. All right, this last one is called Alone. Tony Soprano's brother. It's great. It's great.
Okay, so okay, that yes. was not Bria's fault. A lot of things are, but that was. <laughs> <laughs> <True. I'm, laughs> uh, that was good. I, you know, again, depending on the listing, that could have been a forward because I could see that fitting a lot of different scenarios, which is good. Libraries like having those cues that can fit into one more scenario, one, more than one scenario. I it think made me want to swallow a bottle of pills. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> did a good job creating the mood. But again, I think you know, even that one. It was largely three and a half minutes of, of the same thing. I think that thing. was probably created as as a song, yeah. And, you know, rather than a cue. Yeah, and and that's fine. You can tell uh, for for a certain listing that was probably nails. That probably would have gotten a you know a home nails. run. Yeah, it was it was a, it was exactly what somebody wanted. Uh, you know, listening to it by itself out of context again. You know, three three and a half minutes of that is a lot. But again, I think, you know, depending on the listing, that certainly got the mood accomplished pretty well. You know? We should have you do a thing at the Road Rally one year, how to make program drums sound real. Can you do that? 
Or, I can. Or it's, 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 it's really not your forte. No, I mean, my engineering skills are, are pretty good. I mean, definitely more of a producer. And I have engineers that, that, that work for me that I send stuff out. And I say, here, I do all the producing and export the tracks and send it to them. And I get a nice mix back. It works well. But um, there are things that you can do, you know, EQ-wise. Um, the presets are getting pretty good. I use Cubase. Um, I know a lot of listeners use Logic. Two minutes till okay, yeah, I got a jet. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, there are, there are things you can do. Um, but it's trial and error, too. You know, I don't have, right. like, a magic, uh, a magic set of presets that I can staple and, and mail, you know. I'm saying more about programming. Uh, but that's a whole other discussion. We yeah. can talk about that when we're not on camera. And cool. And you don't have to race out of here to go to a gig. Uh, stick around. I'm going to have... Craig depart because he really has to make this gig and it's a little bit of a drive from here. I'm going to give you guys a little special treat, a, a, a chance to laugh at me for a change. We do it all the time. I mean, you're usually not here, but you know, right. it's... <laughs> I was off work Friday. They were laughing behind my back. Well, Craig, thank you. Um, Thanks for having man, me. This is great. I hope uh, you were great at this. I hope um, they got something out of it. And I'm again, sure you know, did. what we said was that when nobody's trying to rail on anybody and you know, we're all in this together, and I've I've been through what they're going through, getting my music rejected. It's not always fun to hear what's wrong with your music. You know, we all want to hear about how great it is, you know. Right. So uh, the only thing I can say is, you know, uh, some of the screeners here are really good. There's some, you have some really, uh, you have some conductors here, some, I mean, all walks of life, and... Well, you're no slouch. Well, yeah. You know, I'm I... saying, uh, I, I think they got a taste of the yeah, I mean, you know, of the people screening. I make a living doing this, but my point is that I've been through this path before, and there was nobody critiquing my music. Mine was just get shot down and go, no, we don't want to get out of here. So this, you know, if you can find something, if they can find something useful from something I said, then... I'm then sure that, they did. That was the goal, so... Anyway, stick around, you guys. Craig, thank you very much. Mr. Craig Pilot, right. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. All right. See you manana. Okay. So, uh, for my birthday a couple weeks ago, my wife bought me a turntable, which I haven't had in a very, very, very long time. And coincidentally, about, I don't know, two, three weeks before that, uh, an old business partner of mine from 40 years ago um, passed away about a year and a half ago and his wife was just cleaning out some stuff and she sent me, she found a bunch of my vinyl records in their basement and sent it to me. And one of the things that she sent me was an album that, if I remember correctly, this is from 40 years ago. Um, thank you very much, Gloria. Um, Anyway, it was a band called Truke of America from somewhere in the South Florida area. Uh, really nice guys, very talented. They were a great live act. And if I remember correctly, they came in and we did this record pretty much as a live band. Very few overdubs other than like, you know, background vocals and maybe some solos and stuff. But a lot of it was done as a band because that was their forte. Um, and I think we might have done this record in a week from start to finish. So I want to play one of the songs and, uh, you know, now I'm going back listening to it 40 years later, 40, that's a four and a zero, folks, and going, not bad, but there's so many things, of course, that I would change now. Um, let me find one. 
Yeah, like um, one or two of the things, I'm listening to it the other day, I was here Saturday working on Road Valley stuff, and I was listening to it going, dear God, how did I not notice that the lead vocal was really low on that? Or how did I not notice that the stereo reverb is pulling to the right when it should have been more centered? Um, but it was 40 years ago, and I think that I had in that studio probably four compressors. Um, I was working on an MCI 500 series console, not an SSL yet. Um, didn't have a lot of outboard to use, and if I remember correctly, I think that we mixed this in a day, the entire album. So we probably did an hour or two per song. And you're going to hear some clicks and pops, but it should be... Whoa. Let's see, do a little test here and make sure that... So here we go. It's just a fun song. Truk of America. You guys can critique my mix from 40 years ago. <laughs>
So yeah, that was a pair of real live stereo echo chambers. They were built to the specifications of elevator shafts. And if I remember correctly, they were 19 feet high on one side, the ceilings and like 14 or 15. So the ceilings were sloped. We had a pair of Bose home stereo speakers in there and a pair of Electro Voice microphones on pulleys that you could raise farther and more, you know, closer or farther from the speakers. And then, and they had soundproof doors between them that you could open so you could get a wash between the two or they could be strictly isolated. And if we wanted to lengthen them or shorten them, we'd had to throw moving blankets in there and then sit there. I'd have my assistant <laughs> in the chamber with a snare drum going with him wearing headphones to protect his ears and hearing me talking to him going another moving blanket on the left chamber to try and balance out the sounds and we would eq them and we would probably like compress them it was hard it wasn't digital reverb and yes that was done entirely with microphones and wires for somebody who asked it was undoubtedly a 57 on the snare i'll play you one more and then let's wrap it up um i i forgot how much i loved working with these guys but 40 years ago my goodness Oh yeah, I didn't ground my turntable, so it's humming. The ground wire wouldn't reach. Okay. <sighs> Gotta clean the disc a little. Real drums. Real hand claps.
lavalier mic on the on the piano. Not a buttoned ending. <laughs> anyway, I gotta. <laughs> there you go. Um, I put that on the other day. I literally had not heard that probably since, I don't know, 1980, 81, something like that. And I just, I'd forgotten how good those guys were. And uh, it was a fun record. I, I love doing stuff where the full band was in the room, very few overdubs, and I knew they'd be good doing it live. Like, first of all, I think financial considerations required that we we couldn't spend two months doing a record with those guys. They just didn't have that kind of budget. And um, they were used to, they played a lot. I think they played probably twice a week, every week, all year for years. So they were used to playing together as a unit. And, uh, I think we probably spent two or three days doing the overdubs and then a day or two to mix it. So it was pretty quick. But yeah, very little gear in the way of outboard, um, clearly analog. We had, I, literally, I think I had a pair of LA3A limiters, um, probably an 1176 and an LA2A. Oh, and a pair of DBX165s in that room. Um, what else? I think we had, I had just finished the day before, two days before I worked with them. I had Cheap Trick in the studio, and I think that Cartage hadn't picked up Rick Nielsen's stuff yet. So we had, I want to say it was a Fender Super Pro or something. It was like uh, four 10-inch speakers. So that amp made it onto this record. Thank you, Rick Nielsen. Um, it was a lot of fun. Anyway, glad I could share that with you. Thank you for the kind words. And we will see you next week. I think, you know what? Uh, next week is the 23rd. There's a Monday. I think it's the Monday after that that I'm out for Rosh Hashanah. So make a note now that there won't be a taxi TV. You know what? Let me get my calendar and check that really quick. Remember seeing that earlier today and going, ooh, didn't realize that. Right, so no taxi TV Monday, September 30th. There will be something next week. Actually, I had an idea for a show, and as long as you guys are still here, um, I want to do a show next week where we incorporate one of you guys on camera and do a split screen show. So anybody that has an idea for a show uh, and you think you'd make a great guest, send, I guess I could 
scoot over here. Uh, send an email to taxitv at taxi.com by Wednesday at 5 p.m. our time this week and let me know what your ideas are. We'll see if we can find something that could actually uh, make a whole show. Okay? And that's it. Uh, without any further ado, I bid you adieu. See you next week for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Woo! Oh, yeah. I need this one. <laughs>